Hello, comrades. It is Yuri Goganov here. I'm from Chekarovka, Siberia. I like hunt beer. I like sing songs of revolution. And I like drink vodka. I also like listen to how you say fly on vol podcast on shortwave radio. Make me laugh like when Putin wear no shirt. <laughs> it's glorious like days of Sputnik and great patriotic war. Make me happy to be Soviet. Das Vidania. G'day guys, this is uh, Fly on the Wall Podcast with me, Luke, and there's no big was yet, uh, waiting for his call. Now, <clears throat> we said nine, but, um, oh, here he is, here he is, he's bloody cool. Hello, big was? Hello. Hang on, let me just, uh, let me just turn you up there, big fella. Okay. Yes, Are you on? Hello, beautiful. How are you, mate? <laughs> Hello. It's the end of the world. <laughs> As uh, we know it. Uh, yeah, I just started the podcast and uh, just said I was waiting for you call, and then bingo, you started calling. Bingo, eh? Punctual as ever. Fantastic. <laughs> well, three minutes, three minutes late. Now, uh, uh, punctual. And also yeah. a man who is rarely wrong, I would say. Would you say that's fair? <laughs> well, I'm not sure about rarely wrong, but, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> it's I'm, fair I'm pretty certain there between. was a time back in 1994 that you were wrong. But uh, the reason I bring it up is because we, we recently <laughs> had the whole motorcade debacle. Yes, I knew that this would be what the subject was. Uh, we were lost for words. Well, we, we didn't know the correct word to describe a collection of cars for a president. And yes. our listeners told us it was motorcade. Um, yep. at the time, which is correct. Which is correct. At the time, yes. you kept saying calvacate. It's calvacate. Um, and not to be, you know, not to be proven wrong ever, you, no. uh, you sent me a, a screenshot, or I think, a link or something, that there is actually a word called calvacate. Yes. Do you remember what it, what it means, though? Well, it stands for a profession, uh, a procession of vehicles, people, or um, other a collection of, you know, motley individuals, I, I guess, parading or processioning through the streets. So that's Calvacade? Yeah, that's Calvacade. So it could be a royal procession. It could be like a uh, horse and wagon with, you know, uh, foot soldiers marching along as well, marching band, the whole kit and caboodle, but it also said vehicles as well. Okay, okay. So the difference is with motorcade? <laughs> That maybe it's strictly vehicles. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Okay. Like motorbikes and um, you know limousines or something like that. No, Diplomatic no vehicles. And... So, so the uh, the gay Mardi Gras would be classed as a cavalcade. Oh, you know what? It probably is. Yeah. 
or maybe yeah. it probably is. Now I'll just I'll make this point, dear friend. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily brought it up on the podcast, and I did just send you a snapshot of the screen just just to show you that Impact was a word. Yeah. <laughs> just just to prove to me that you're not wrong. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Because uh, if I did that. Um, the fabric of our very existence would start to crumble away. That's, that's because true. it's just something that you're not you're not prepared for that. You know, for me to be incorrect about. So that's right. I think I, wanna... uh, I think my world would would literally start to fall apart. Exactly, mate. I mean, you've been talking about the end of the world as we know it, but you never thought it would come in the form of, of me <laughs> being words. incorrect about something. So I didn't want it to be the, the reason for it now. And I think that's why we work really well. You are my yeah. chief. You are the cheech to my chong. You are the long yeah. to my hardy. You're also the right to my wrong. <laughs> and you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Ah, oh, that's funny you say that because I was actually talking to a client of mine today about the the movie Beaches. She asked if I'd oh, seen it, and I said, well, "I'm not a I'm not a dickhead. I haven't no, I uh, no, I haven't I haven't actually sat down and watched the the very girly movie called Beaches. Surprisingly, um, but I believe that song is in there. Yes, it is, and I, as far as movies go, haven't seen that many things, but I have seen Beaches when I was a child. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I think I watched it, you know, with my parents or something when I was quite young. So you haven't seen Rocky, but you've seen Beaches. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly correct. Wow. That is correct. That's another massive difference between you and I, my friend. <laughs> but I've also watched Rambo 2 probably over 50 times. Yeah, that's right. Bring it back, mate. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Come on. Come on. Bear with me. And Commando and Predator and all those other ones. I've got to all say, the good stuff. I've got to say I'm a big fan of the, the movie Notebook, actually. Uh, I would Are say you that's, really? uh, that's typically more of a mushy, girly type movie, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it, it gets me. That movie gets me. <laughs> it was better than what I expected when I did see it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't help but go weak at the knees of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Uh, it's like Silverchair. You know, we spent a long time bagging the crap out of them as young men. Oh, they were cockheads um, back then. But then I, yeah, but still. Up against so many other musical artists, yeah. they were still bringing out the the grunge, the hard rock, the metal. Right. So maybe maybe I judged them harshly back then. Yeah, I started to like them a few years after they came out. I think at the time when they when they when they were first on the scene, they were just. It felt like they were very much trying to be Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, that was obviously their biggest biggest influences. I'm yeah, guessing, so. but then you know, a couple of years later, I was I was starting to dig their music. Um, you know what? I guess if I was 16, 15, 16, and I decided to, you know, mimic my heroes and create a, an album of songs that made me, you know, a few million dollars. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be prepared to take a little bit of a hard time from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. get like take a hard time to make it big. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, I'm thinking, I don't know uh, if, if you're um, using that as a euphemism. Or... I am, yes, you know me. Well, yeah, you know, well, well done. Yeah, I'm, I do, uh, mate. I'm drinking again tonight, but it's coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have nine of those. I think you'll still end up in the same place if you do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think last week I ended up, I think we said naked on the street, swearing at the coronavirus. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, with tonight's um, consumption of nine coffees, I'll um, be awake for several nights screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Imagine your face after four or five nights awake without any sleep whatsoever, just, yeah, powered by coffee. Well, the girls, I mean, bless their hearts, my daughters. I came home from work and uh, the middle one said, uh, what's wrong with your eyes? You look really tired and they're all red. And no, I hadn't been smoking. (laughs) What's wrong with you, Dad? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, just, no, no, I'm just old and and horrible looking now. So, (laughs) thanks. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. (laughs) Yeah. So, so week, uh, what are we in? Week three or four now of the... Stage three coronavirus. How you how you coping, big fella? Yeah, yeah, fine, thanks, mate. No problems at all. No problems at all. It's um, I, I'm I guess I'm questioning more the people because you keep seeing it in the news reports, uh, particularly up in the warmer states in the north of our fair country. Yeah. Um, people who uh, I think brief exercise to them means let's spend the day at the beach. Uh, sunbathing, yeah. frolicking with the dog and the neighbours and kind of, you know, let's just play with everybody in the local area. Yeah, it does seem like Which that. is a little frustrating when, when you know, you, I guess you feel like, okay, well, if we're all in this together, if we're kind of a team, we're Team Australia here, yeah. we need to kind of all be behaving the same way, respecting each other. And, like, if everyone is going to this kind of effort, then it's kind of annoying to see people that kind of aren't taking it seriously enough and i I think uh i think you're right but i think uh, up north they generally are um more laid back so maybe it's a case of like they're not seeing the seriousness of it or something i'd hate well they need to sit the fuck up i'd hate to think that and stop laying back i'd hate to think that they're just being like having a complete blatant disregard for what's right you know and just going fuck it you know let's do what we want i don't know i don't know maybe it's just a a misunderstanding or i don't know i'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here but (laughs) but uh don't don't ever do that my family are up north, and I know that they're doing of course. the thing at least. So um, that's the thing, mate. I didn't even question that they wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're all good. Yeah, um, that's good. Sister, I'm glad they're all right. The jolly did did make a joke, and I said, "What are you doing for Easter?" And she goes, "Oh, we're having like heaps of friends around, and we're going to cough all over each other." So, <laughs> um, which is usually the kind of parties they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of Queensland party that gets people going. That's it. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, they're, they're all good. And, uh, yeah, for, That's for, good, for, mate. for me, I, like I said last well, week, business as usual, really. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you how you were coping, but you, you tend to fill in the gaps there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> so that's great. That is great. Great, great. Yeah, no, 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 all doing okay. I've been painting uh, a cubby that I had made a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, with my oldest daughter, and I, I felt that it was probably high time that I, I put, gave it a lick of paint, given that there is a little bit of extra time at home at the moment. Do they do they call it, uh, for other countries that might be listening, do they call it a cubby in, like, America and England and Canada? You know what? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think cubby's a very Australian thing. Um, what would you I, call that, like a playhouse? Yeah, well, uh, my family uh, couldn't afford... Such things when I was little, so we just we just called it a Hessian bag. <laughs> right. Can't get in the bag again, Luke. Yeah, That'll right, keep him busy for about ten minutes. I love you, Dad. <laughs> Fuck off, or I'll make you sleep the chimney again, well, boy. <laughs> I I want to I want to reiterate, um, and this is not as a as a blowing my own trumpet thing, but the cubby actually cost me zero because it stole. I just 
Yeah, yeah, I just stole the whole thing. I just, I just hooked the car up to a to a friendly looking neighbour and just dragged it off down the just, street. Just went down to the local playground and just ripped that yeah. shit out. Well, you guys aren't looking after this properly, and I will. Which explains how you got your kids, because there was two or three kids hanging on to that when you dragged it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you always wondered why. Well, you know, why are there so many kids? Yeah, well, coming there with you me, go, kids. mate. <laughs> They've been very happy ever since, mate. Don't you worry about it. So no, I, I know, uh, I know well, according to American movies, I know they're a big fan of the Treehouse. Uh, yes. So that's that's what I was thinking of because of Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone, The Simpsons, um, also yeah. The Wonder Years. I remember there being an episode where Kevin and his dad build a treehouse and his dad just... Are children not allowed to have on a, some sort of abode on the ground? Um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe because the amount of guns in America, they're concerned about bullets flying, so they put them up high. <laughs> You know. I would have thought that would be the problem, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a hope. Hope that he's hoping that yeah. they uh, accidentally shoot their children out of the tree. <laughs> Jesus, mate, you're going <laughs> wild. <laughs> Where's Jeremiah tonight? <laughs> what's up? Do you want to tell house. the good people at home what's? Oh, let's first say who we are. So I'm Luke, and you are. I'm Big Voz. and we are the Flying Wall Podcast. Do you want to tell Indeed. the good people what we have on the show this evening? Well, we were going to be talking about hypnosis and hypnotherapy, Yeah, if and, I'm not and, so much mistaken. And hypnotists as well. Oh, and hypnotists. Yeah, right. I think that'd be a bit of a laugh. Um, so we've got that. We've got our, uh, our standard uh, questions and yep. we've got news of the weird. Uh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago I played um, a little thing from one of our listeners and followers um, it was the one, I don't think I introduced it properly. So it was the one who said, um, for those people, uh, meeting up on Tinder, uh, yes. you know, uh, stop it. Yeah. That guy so, so <laughs> yes. he calls himself Sharpies in the shed. Cause he likes to do a bit of drawing and, and illustrations. Great stuff as well. Good on Check yeah. it out on Instagram. Oh, Sharpies in the shed. Um, I'm guessing he draws in the shed. That's where he does his drawings. Maybe. I don't know. But, maybe it's a cubby. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a treehouse. In a tree with guns. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he was the I – I, I hadn't given him a proper shout-out, so I just wanted to give him a proper okay. shout-out now that Sharpie's in the shed, um, and I'll actually play it again with your permission, Big Voz. Of course. Of course, mate. All right, I'll play that shit. Go. G'day, fellas. Important message for you. Uh, if people are still out there on Tinder, meeting up with strangers, taking them home and licking each other's anuses, stop it. It's un-Australian. It's not necessary. It's ridiculous. It must stop. It's just questions. One, and we're back in Big Was. Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's questions, Warren. Um, yes, indeed. I might, I might go first this time round if that's cool with Please you. Please feel free. Yes, it's very cool. One day I'd like it's... to say that, and you go, "No, no, no! I really want to go first. And then I say, "No, I'm, I'm going. You went first last time, and we had like a full-on blue. <laughs> you event. would have a childish bickering yeah. argument why about not? that. Why not? I think the world's full of uh, uh, childish bickerish people. So why don't we just? Yes, that's the true. For, for the problem years? is. Now, see, the issue is, now that you've said that, I will do it, and the listeners and you will know that oh, I'm true. doing it merely to satisfy your petulant remark about it. And then, then it makes the whole thing weaker. So let's exactly. scrap, the, scrap the idea, Ron. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm not thinking about it again. Straight into question. All right. Um, what is your question? All right, Warren. Uh, you're part of the SAS, Warren. Oh, the SAS, all right. Yeah, or, a, no or an elite commando unit, right? A four-man. Okay. Elite military units. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sounds just like me, too. There's a sniper. There's a bomb specialist. There's a a hand-to-hand combat dude. Yep. And then there's the sergeant who's, like, in charge. He's he's got all those skills and he's in charge. Right. Who who would you most like to be in that elite unit? (laughs) Who would I like to be? (laughs) Um, I like, well... I've always liked the concept of uh, of being a sniper. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, with the patience, the skill in terms of, I guess, making moral decisions, but from a distance. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know, something about the, um, I don't know, the hidden aspect of them. The, and the, the, fact the that whole they move one around shot, and, one kill is kind of cool. Yeah, and the hidden thing, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, just sort of it's it's uh, affecting the arc of the battle and the story, but it's a very subtle, different kind of way of, of making things happen, I guess. So would you, you know, so, would you be happy in a ghillie suit then? Oh, I'd be tremendously happy in a ghillie suit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Complete. Are, are, have you seen ghillie suits up close? Uh, when Keith has worn one, yes. <laughs> They're actually very... Cleverly put together because it just looks like a pile of uh, scrub or whatever, you know. Like it's, yeah. it's actually very well done. But up close, you can sort of, obviously, you can see what it is. But like they'll have like fake leaves and fake stones and gravel and dirt and like everything. It's not just, it's not just um, like straps of green, you know. Like it's got everything on it. Well, I think that, uh, and, and plus, I guess the way that someone is able to quickly drop into a position and quickly become part of the landscape, the environment. Yeah, you know, there must be a bit of a trick to that. I mean, I'm guessing you don't just flop down on the ground. Yeah, I'm guessing you kind of learn how to place yourself where your weapon is still uh, able to be well and truly, you know, in the right position and, and aimed time, and yeah. exposed, but, yeah, completely obscured and in, yeah. See, I feel Must like be a real skill to get that. I feel like I've honed those skills by playing um, hide-and-go-seek inside the house. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> because the kids often find me in places that, you know, you wouldn't expect. I don't just go under the bed or behind the couch. I'm like... I'm, I'm like You're in the rafters. Yeah, I'm, like, clinging yeah. from the windowsill, hanging yeah. off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any um, accidents after, you know, coming down from a position where you were thinking you were being really clever? 
Fortunately not, but I often does enter my head and I think, how funny would that be to try and explain to people? Like, people will come to see me in the hospital. I've broken yeah. every bone in my body and they're like, so what, oh, man, what did you do to yourself, mate? You did that at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, nah, nah, I was playing hide and go seek. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, where, were, where were you bloody hiding, mate? Where yeah. were you? Well, what I'd done, I'd spread eagled myself in the toilet, <laughs> uh, in, the, in the ceiling there above the toilet. So, oh, yeah. above the toilet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, but I, uh, yeah, no, I like a bit of, I, you know what I do? I often hide in the places where it's sometimes so obvious that people don't even sort of look there, you know, like, like not just behind a door, but sort of like sitting on a chair. The actual, you, you are the door. Yeah, I become That's the how door. Obvious it is. Yeah. No, but I might be sitting on the couch with like yeah. cushions on me. You know, the trouble is, um, trouble is, I'm a fairly big person. So, yeah. <laughs> but in my brain, I think, yeah, this is perfect. And then they just come out and go, "You're right there, Dad." Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that being a challenge for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so obviously, this is a tricky question, but do you, so you yeah. reckon you could quite not happily, but would you, you'd be able to pull the trigger without too much remorse, rather than being up close and personal and slitting their throats. I think that, I mean, as much as there'd be some split-second deci- uh, split decision-making required, yeah. I think also a sniper's work would probably be something where you know maybe the targets as well. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, particularly, I suppose, if you're with an elite squad, there's every chance you're actually tracking down marked people. Yeah. So you probably have a bit of a dossier on, on them and have, you know, accurate photos and and I guess some intelligence to say that they'll be there this time. And so you sort of know what you're looking for. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I guess as long as I felt confident in that decision making and judgment when when the time the time came. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it would be okay. I think that would be where I could do that particular role. How about you, mate? Uh, I actually think I'd like to be the martial arts guy, or not, not all the hand-to-hand guy, <laughs> up close and personal. Um, yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to be in charge because, you know, it'd be pretty tough being the leader. Um, I think I so, like, yeah. I like being the leader of my own household, but if if I make a mistake, well, then it's still the kid's problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, so and you I, can't tell them to go and kill, you know, <laughs> the nearest group of people. That's right. <laughs> if, for, I, if I make yeah. a mistake here in an SAS unit, then I'm to blame, you know? Everyone's going to be looking at yeah. me and go, why did you tell them to go and drive the tank into those people? Uh, <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, sorry. I'll let you finish, and then I'll, I'll just want to oh, connect right. the new story oh, to it. And I was just going to say, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, being a one-man war machine, like, without actually any guns, I think that's yeah. kind of cool. Like Rambo, just you might have a blade and that's it. The rest is, like, you know, breaking limbs and, and headbutting and strangula- <laughs> strangulation. I wonder how much of that would happen, like, in reality. I mean, we've all seen movies where that's, like, the second most common thing other than mowing everyone down with a... a yeah, a minigun. Yeah, I, I, would, uh, a minigun, I, would, but... I would definitely say that um, the reality isn't quite the same as movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say that too. You don't get to wear, you know, some torn clothing tied around your head with mud mask over and, you know, a greased up, oily, muscly toned body. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I hear it is standard issue to have a, a compound bow with grenades at the end of the arrows though. Oh, that's standard issue, <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. That's what you learn with at Puckapunyal. <laughs> right, right. And you get one of those massive bowie knife kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And you've always got to have you just your shirt off. that to your ankle. Yeah, always the shirts off. You've got to have long hair. 
Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's, a pra- that's practically in a battle situation. That's right. And when you talk, yeah. you've got to be like un- unintelligibly. Uh, what were you uh, going to say? You, you were going to say something? Be a force to be reckoned with. No, no, just on that whole thing. Um, I went on one of my little, I guess, diversionary Wikipedia things the other day, um, and I was reading a little bit about Julian Assange. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of WikiLeaks fame, and yep. he's been holed up in the uh, Ecuadorian uh, embassy Is in London. For... I thought he was getting kicked out recently. He's in prison now, so he's serving 50 weeks in prison uh, now. In, on, in where, I, I forget all the, I think he's there. Oh, okay, right. But I think they, they kicked him out in the end. But I, I was curious because the thing that started me looking was uh, it turned out he's fathered two children while he's been in exile in the Ecuadorian embassy. Well, what else are you going to do in isolation, eh? Yeah, hey, hey. That's right, mate. <laughs> no, so, so a lawyer fell in love with him and they've been, you know, bump, bumping uglies uh, a few times, clearly. Okay. And, uh, and I was like, wow, okay. So I guess I'd sort of seen it as a bit more of a, I guess, like a, yeah, like a forced um, prison sentence in some ways. It's just that it was not in a prison. It was in the comfortable confines of the embassy. But, yeah, clearly he still lived his life and, and been able to uh, <laughs> procreate. But, yeah, the, the thing that I was more interested in was WikiLeaks and, I guess, the cause of all the drama in the first place. Yeah. And there was one particular story that caught my um, attention, and it just what you were asking just then kind of made me think about the decision-making aspect of it. Okay, yeah. And it's called it's, – it's basically – there was a 38-minute, uh, well, filmed footage from – the military, the US military in Iraq, uh, and I think it was from about 2007, and it shows, uh, I think, a couple of Apache uh, helicopters doing slow circles around this particular area. They're scanning it for um, insurgents, um, and they felt that this group of uh, guys had an RPG and also carrying AK-47s. Okay. And so they made the decision using, you know, their night vision and, and the kind of things that they're, they're looking from, you know, a height to make that decision because there was some – it sounded like there was some rangers or marines or something going into that location but only after it had been cleared or, you know, mostly cleared. So then they fired upon them and you see them. They get basically mown down by um, airborne fire yep. uh, and pretty much they're all dead. Like they finished them all off. Then a van turns up. Uh, and a couple of guys jump out and they try to uh, rescue an injured guy that was on the footpath. He's trying to drag himself along. There's just the one guy that you could see that was actually um, still living. Okay, yeah. They made a quick decision based on what they thought was that they were armed, uh, and then they blew that apart as well. Oh, wow. So you, okay. can, you actually watch the whole thing. So someone's coming um, to like a medical team or something trying to come and help and they get... Well, I guess it's not up. very clear. They they think they're insurgents and they believe that they're oh, armed. Okay, and okay, I think I the thing that made them make the decision... So I will, I will clarify. They kept going back and forth with command to say it appeared that one of them had an RPG and was preparing to fire. It looked like they were finding a position yep. and kneeling down behind this compound wall. Um, and so they, I guess they had to make a quick decision based on the safety of everyone Which wouldn't, around. wouldn't be an easy thing to, to do, you know? 
No, and, and that's where the decision-making aspect of it comes into play. And then, yeah. of course, they've made the first decision, which has then led to the second occurrence with the van. Yeah. They've then destroyed the van and the people in it. They've made sure they're all dead. Uh, and then a little while later, along come the tanks and the Marines or the Rangers or whoever they are, the troops, into the area to clear it, basically, to okay. check. Yeah. Uh, they then really don't spot, I don't think many of them are armed at all, um, and there's also a child that's been shot in the oh, stomach. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and you can see, because it was up against the compound wall, so you could see that the collateral damage would have been uh, definitely a chance. I mean, it was fairly open, but it was up against this wall. Yeah. So if anyone was there and they're firing this, you know, huge calibre, um, you know, rounds into the into the area, there's every chance it's going to hurt someone. So yeah. it turns out there's like 12 dead and one a wounded child. And I'm not sure if they ever established that they're armed. So but that that video had been suppressed. It was yeah. WikiLeaks who yeah. released it. Yeah. So that became a huge problem and, and also, you know, other documents and so on and so forth. But so yeah, what, just to bring it back the, to the uh, what's the agenda then of WikiLeaks? Like I think I mean, to be to be open. Yeah, but and and like of course that's that's a horrible thing if there was innocent people killed, especially children, women and children. But yeah, but that's I, I hate to say it, but that's that's war, isn't it? You know. Well, that's the thing, and I guess that's, that's the where horror, the whole that's ethical, the horror of war. The, yeah. the ethical argument comes into it. You say, well, mistakes are made, and I guess in this day and age, I wouldn't say it's uh, a luxury to be able to see that footage, and yeah. not at all. It's very uncomfortable, but. Um, in World War Two, World War One, there would have been far less record of it, and I mean they're still able to track people down that have committed atrocities. Yeah. So it's just much more. I guess everyone's more answerable, and if something like that happens and they have footage, yeah, I guess they would want to suppress it. It would be very hard to um, be respected and be understood all the time if you had, you know, every one out of every three or four attacks there was a civilian death or yeah. there was an innocent death. So. I can understand why they would want to keep this on the download, but then, of course, it does seem like, well, if this is one, like how many times has this happened? Should we even be there? Yeah. And I guess that was the issue with the Iraq war in the first place. Yeah, Should we even yeah. even have been there? So I guess it just brings that all into into focus. But um, well, very, yeah, to, back to your point, though, it was, it, I guess, thinking about the decision-making required there by the spotters, yeah, yeah. So these people in a high-altitude aircraft are making the decisions based on what they can see, what they believe they can see. Yeah. And then killing everybody. Wow. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it turned out two of them were journalists. Oh, shit. Um, and most of them were armed. Yeah, so it was just a very, very, very unfortunate event. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, sorry, that was a bit of so a no, uh, digression uh, from what we were talking about. So no real loss with the journalists. Oh, wow. I suppose it could have been better. It could have been lawyers or something. <laughs> well, you could have lined them up. You didn't it, need to have the drama in the city. <laughs> I find it all very relatable to my work, actually. I'm glad, oh, really? I'm glad my clients... Interesting. I'm a gardener by trade, as you know, Warren. Um, I'm just <laughs> glad uh, my customers, as far as I know, don't have CCTV because the amount of aloe vera plants that I've cut up with the, uh, with the lawnmower... <laughs> <laughs> you know, by mistake, shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully no one's uh, wiki leaking it anywhere. So. Well, I reckon online in, in about six months we're going to get a whole string of stories yeah. about you. The famous the manic, 
manic gardener from eastern Melbourne who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. has, a, has a bit of a penchant for destroying aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aloe vera. Uh, what's it's going to be like the Uber Eats drivers that eat a few chips before they deliver, oh, yeah. which you wouldn't want to do at the moment. At, I used to work at a pizza joint and uh, deliver pizza as a second job, and uh, one guy got talking to me one night, this guy called Scott, who yeah. uh, was a bit of a cockhead, and he said... Um, <laughs> He goes, oh, yeah, you know, you have a bit of bacon or a bit of cheese or a bit of salami off the pizzas when you deliver them, don't you? And I'm like, uh, no. He goes, oh, tell me you don't. And I'm like, I don't, dickhead. And he's like, yeah, what about when you get hungry? I said, I fucking go buy some food, you cockfuck. (laughs) But he was the same guy. I think I told you this story. He was the same guy. His engine was overheating. So guess what he did? He jumped out of the car and took the radiator cap off and steam burnt the shit out of his face. blew up in his face. Yeah, Yeah. that would have happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He came in screaming into the shop, and I just said, well, that's karma for eating the bacon, isn't it, Scott? <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your big sexy question, big sexy My way? big sexy question. All right, well, this uh, this could be very simple um, because people often say this as a statement. So what is more important, the destination or the journey? Oh, that's beautiful, Warren. Yeah. Did you read that on the back of a Coke bottle or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I did come up with that myself. Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, so. Well, did you come up with yours from a comic? Depends. <laughs> yeah, depends. <laughs> yeah. Depends uh, on the destination. Because, yeah. like, if we're talking a brothel, then. <laughs> yeah. The journey isn't so much fun, No, I just it? want to get there, mate. Um, <laughs> but then if you're talking, but, it, you know, uh, philosophically, if you're talking sex, is it the sex or is it the ejaculation? It could, be, um, it could be anything, mate. It could be anything. And I guess this is where a psychotherapist would have a lot of fun analysing you because you went straight to brothel and sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be a lost cause and, and I think it's all the blame of my mother. Uh, no, okay, right. <laughs> right. No. Nah. Um, okay. Uh, hmm, good question. It's a hard question to answer because there's so many variables. There's so many things I can do. Like if I'm, yeah. if I'm doing a road trip up to Queensland to see mum and dad, great to see mum and dad, but I'm also enjoying the road trip. That's right. Um, but uh, let's let's get philosophical on our asses, and I'll go with okay. with life. So the destination, obviously, is the day I die. So I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. enjoying the journey a lot more. I'd say I'd say in most cases, it's the journey that I enjoy more. Yeah. But could you say with life though? Because yes, obviously, I wouldn't say death is your destination. <laughs> well, you're born, you die. Say, that's it. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I would say that yes, life's the journey. But you're normally aiming for things in life. Yeah. So if you're aiming to achieve such a goal, um, is it more satisfying to just achieve that goal and move on to the next, or is it yeah. the whole? process of getting there in the first place and making that decision and I'll have to say 50 50 then really because there's been lots of things like um, setting out to have my own business it was really it was really the the day when I started my own business that I went wow okay I've done it this feels great all the build up beforehand was um, not stressful but it was a lot to think about lot to weigh up and all that kind of thing you know so so journey in itself 
really. Yeah, but the actual yeah. getting to the point where I was like, okay, now I have my own humble little business. That was the big achievement. That was a big plus. But but as I say, we've we've tr- we've literally traveling and stuff like that. It's been more about the journey. Um, when I when I look back over time with the kids, it's it's you know day after day is part of the journey, and that's the enjoyable part for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what about you? Journey, journey, definitely. Every time. I think that, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm probably not, maybe I'm not a particularly voracious goal setter. Okay. Maybe I just don't tend to settle a lot of goals. I tend to think, oh, well, that'd be nice, oh, but okay. not really put like a hard kind of limit on it or, you know, set it there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very much about the journey side of things and trying to just sort of reap a little bit out of, of every moment, hopefully. Yeah, but, okay. yeah. I think so. And I think that that could go across the board with many, many different things. Yeah. The journey. The journey. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, the journey. A poem by Warren. <laughs> go on, do one. The journey. No, I don't know. Come Just, on, I think mate. It be rhyming. No, no, because I don't want it to be a limerick. It needs to be more. I'll, I'll come up with one for All another right. week. All right, for next week. You've heard it yeah, first here, right. listeners. Warren's going to come yeah. up with a poem called... The journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay, so talking of journeys, um, our okay. friend Tomlinson Biggs, um, he's always out and about on a journey, on some, some sort of journey, some sort of mission to uh, uh, give us the facts about what's going on in the world. So should we He's play? like me. He's very much about the journey, mate. And he's the man very the much ground. like you. A lot of similarities between Tomlinson yeah, Biggs man. and your good self. <laughs> That's it. I'm looking forward to hearing from him today. So let's, uh, we'll play his report now. Rocket. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. Tomlinson Biggs here from the FWP. Self-isolators everywhere are perfecting Rube Goldberg machines around their abodes. They do anything from turning off the kettle to installing a new mezzanine level for the resident pooch. Various celebrities are sharing their tales of self-isolation to tirades of mockery and abuse online. It would seem people's sympathy is limited when the subject matter lives in a house the size of a school and has the GDP of a corrupt African nation. Too right, I say. Finally, the last mercy flights of Australian nationals being brought back to home turf are taking place over the next week. Reminds me of the time I was shot down over the English Channel by Adolf Galland. Had to be rescued from the drink by a short thunder than flying boat, don't you know? And brought back to Blighty to recuperate. A glass of port and a freshly packed pipe, and I was right back to hammer the Bosch. Naturally. Ta-ta for now. Cheerio. And we're back in... Big verse. <laughs> oh, shit. Hang on. I just dropped the recording device. I was so excited to say big verse. So that'd be uh, that'd be an interesting little sound bite as you hear the phone go. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> 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 no, I'm going to drop me back. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the other day, yesterday. What was yesterday? Easter Sunday. Happy Easter. Yes, it was. Um, Thank you very much, you too, mate, and to everyone. I was downstairs in the fungeon, as I like to call it, my little hobby room. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds disturbing in itself. <laughs> oh, it is. You don't want to go in there. It's very sticky. Yeah. Uh, one of my daughters knocked on the door and, and stood away, as they know. <laughs> yeah. oh, and said, 
Father, father, there's a man knocking at the door and he won't go away. So I was like, what the fuck? So <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. And it was a Sunday, so we knew it wasn't like a uh, postal delivery or anything like that. Yeah, a bit of a random call, yeah. Yeah, no one had ordered Uber Eats or anything, so uh, or Fatograms right. or strippers or anything like that. Oh, yeah, so, not this uh, day. Not that day, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Save for Thursdays. Um, <laughs> so, and you send them straight to the fungi. <laughs> that's right, the, girl, the kids know, they go, Oh, you're here to see Dad? No way. He's downstairs in the yeah. room. Thanks, yeah. Rob. Knock twice and stand back from the door. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a um, a wad of tissues outside the door if you need that. Um, <clears throat> nah, so I got a knock on the door, open the door, and there's old Tom. Old Tom from across the way. Uh, oh, good stuff. He was keeping his distance because he's a good man. And I said, oh, g'day, yep. Tom. What's going on? You're right. And he goes, oh, g'day, Luke. Just wondering if you want to come outside for a street party. And I was like, oh, yeah. uh, well, sounds good, but what about the whole, you know, social distance? I'm making models at the moment, getting my fungi. Yeah, I was just about to put a head on an orc, mate. Um, <laughs> nah, and he said, uh, yeah, he said, no, no, what we're doing, we're going to, like, stay on opposite sides of the road in our chairs, yeah. have a cup of tea and sort of just call out to each other. So I thought that right. was kind of a cute idea. So, yeah, the wife and I, uh, a couple of hours, like it was, you know, for four o'clock, so a couple of hours later we went up there. And, yeah, there's uh, our next, very next-door neighbour. She's sitting in her recliner and she's sort of sitting, you know, a couple of metres away from us. And across the road there's Tom and his wife, Rhonda. And then another couple came down from around the way. And, uh, yeah, so it was about, you know, six, seven of us or whatever. And uh, it was actually quite nice. So we were only there for about half an hour, but, you know, we all brought out our own cups of tea and uh, oh, had a bit of a chat and a bit of a laugh and kind of got to know each other and, and every now and then... Did Tom, he didn't want alcohol up there on Easter Sunday, is that... Uh, everyone well, had to have a cup of tea? Uh, well, he said, you know, a bottle of wine or a cup of tea and uh, oh, the, wife good, had, good. the wife had to go off to work, so she had a cup of tea and I had a couple of bottles of wine. No, <laughs> no. and it was just funny <laughs> because... Yeah, but it was just funny because every now and then we had to stop because a car would drive drive through our party. If you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, but I thought it was quite a nice idea. And 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 old Tom said, you know, he goes, I know we've got to abide by the rules, but I just thought, well, we're all home, so why don't we just come out and have a bit of a yarn and a bit of a good day? And um, and yeah, and it was yeah, it was actually quite a nice you know moment in time that we shared with the neighbours. Oh well, that sounds really nice. Actually, I have heard of similar events. Yeah. Um, across the world, and I think that that's the whole idea. Yeah, I think that yeah. that's actually doing the social distance thing and the isolation thing and just making it a little warmer, just in your little pocket of the world. Technically, so I think, good. obviously, it's against the rules, you know, because we weren't we, – we only meant it's to be a outside. gathering. Yeah, you meant to be outside yeah. for only those four reasons or whatever. But we, we definitely kept our distance. Like, you know, across the road was a few metres and then our neighbour was two or three metres away from us as well. And it was – You didn't like leave your property either. Like, you're still kind of – it's your property. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think that, I think it skirts the rules. Just, actually, just right. That's a very good point because we actually literally met met on the corners of our properties, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's right. From the four corners, if that makes sense. But um, I feel like I want to draw you a map right now, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did actually say, like, I was looking at the official uh, Australian government coronavirus advice today. Okay. Um, and it was stating that you know to make sure that you're checking in on the welfare of your neighbours and just making sure you're observing 1.5 metres apart. Yeah, yeah, and so I see that as essentially doing that. It's just you know, like you said, half an hour sitting there, having a bit of a natter, and yeah, 
Making sure everyone's good. The lady very next door, the, who's very next door to us, uh, Teresa. She's a lovely lady, but she is, um, you know, she's getting on a bit. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of nice to make sure she was there. We we said, "How are you going with everything?" And she's on her own in there, you know. So yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, so that's good. So um, in there, it sounds quite ominous. Well, it's a big old house she's in. Like the one next yeah. to us is quite big, and she sort of rattles around in there, you know. Um, right. I always have to making be making very graphic. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she rattles around in the. Well, in the big it's, old it, house. it's one of those houses. Like when I break in at night and I'm and I'm yeah. stealing all the world you goods. Sleep. You know, yeah. it's really hard to navigate my way around because it's so big and so dark. You know, so and yeah. I hear her rattling and I know to stay yeah. away from that corner of the house. But uh, yeah, it's I want to know: is it is it physically physically her body rattles or is it her breathing? Well, look, I don't want to get too crude, but you know those devices oh, that geez. you can put inside you. To right. sexually stimulate yourself, <laughs> I think one may have disappeared in there. <laughs> okay, right. So or that's maybe, always going. Maybe several, and that's just oh, a zzz, zzz, in there. So that's the that's the rattle that you're probably hearing. I can see why you'd be concerned about her well-being then. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Gonna, no, she's a lovely lady. Uh, big shout out. She loves the show. So big shout out to Teresa. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> nah, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so hope she never listens to it. Yeah, no, no. but that's um, nice. I'm glad you had a street gathering. That's good. It sounds nice. And you had a little bit of a snippet of information or news for us, Warren. Well, um, is it? Oh no, that's right. Yeah, sorry. I was watching the news today, but I also did see it on Twitter as well. Twitter. And uh, the thing that caught my eye, of course, was the material that was used in this situation to. Uh, be the repair. Um, I'll tell the story and we'll see if we can get a guess from you what the material was. Okay. So somebody, a 62-year-old man was um, stopped by the police. Um, he was going from his home, which was somewhere on the Mornington Peninsula, which is south of the city of Melbourne, but it's kind of part of the greater Melbourne area yep. for those international listeners. Um, and then he was planning on heading to Western Australia. So even though we're not allowed to do that at the moment, oh, okay. that was his plan. Uh, so he was going to have to go through the whole of Victoria, the whole of South Australia, yeah, right. and then into Western Australia. This was his plan uh, in a small hatchback, um, which which had no driver's door. Oh, <laughs> okay. um, but he had he had used a an extremely uh, strong um, and useful material that uh, we've often uh, praised and wanted to use for many different things, okay. many purposes, uh, and and tape. Uh, no, 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 I think you can think, if you think back to our the very, very start of our post-apocalyptic saga and the discussion oh, around what we kept okay. teeth in. Bit of core flute, bit of core flute. <laughs> bit, of, bit of core flute and, uh, and tape. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so he put, he put a couple of boards of this up on the inside of the car, like across the opening. Yeah. Um, and there was only the smallest gap at the top, so there was no visibility from the driver's side. Yeah. Um, and that was going to do him all the way across to uh, Western Australia. Now, so, now, I will say... Can I just ask a quick question? Yes, of course. Or maybe, maybe it's an observation. But if, if he can't afford to fix his car door, how the <laughs> fuck is he going to afford petrol to take him in a hatchback all the way to Western Australia, which is, I don't know. which is, I mean, what what roughly distance do you reckon that is? Because you, if you, you think of Australia and you can fit England into Australia yes. thirteen times, 
and you're yep. talking from one side of Australia basically to the other side. That's I'm going to assume, unless the sister was in Esperance or Albany or something that was like along the coast, I'm guessing she will be down near Perth. Yeah. Because um, he was going to go see his sister. And <laughs> wow. uh, so I'm assuming it's probably a good eight uh, England's uh, end to end <laughs> from from south to north, but to the tip yeah. of Scotland. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, wow. It's probably that's, eight of them. That's a hefty old drive in a car. It's a hefty no drive door. without a hefty door. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think there's Blessing. two explanations for this. Yep. The first one is very simple. He was fucking nuts. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Yep. Number two is that, and this is where I think. I would take a little bit of understanding with him. If he was worried about his sister, who apparently was sick, uh, and he had no time to spare, and he was just being a good brother, and he was trying to get across there as fast as he could, he just thought, right, what am I going to do? What am I going to use? Yep, yep. I've got some core flute down the back in the shed. Yep, um, I've got one up in the old treehouse. I'll go get some of that. <laughs> yep. and, and just tape that into the door well and just give it a go and just hope I don't get pulled over. Wow. And then and off how, he went. Now, that's a how more far, noble How far excuse. did he get, like, three kilometres from his house? <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably somewhere in Rye or Torquay, which is on the Mornington Peninsula still. <laughs> so his pilgrimage failed within the first, like, half an hour of driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but I see him as being Greek. Oh, okay, yeah. Why's that? I don't know. I just feel like he's a Greek guy because he's done a really shitty because, repair on his car. Yeah, I don't think that's racist, is it? I don't think so. I don't think I'm trying to be racist. I mean it in a very affectionate way. Um, <laughs> like, like I know from experience that an Italian um, will, for example, use uh, bits of wire to pretty much do any job around the house. Oh, okay, yeah. Whether it's fixing the television <laughs> to putting up garden netting or, you know, like right, a okay. support for tomatoes. You know, they'll just get a bit of wire and keep cutting it and twisting it together <laughs> until they get what they need. See, I'm leaning towards that he's a Scotsman because he's cheap. Right. <laughs> he could be a Scot. Who knows? He could yeah. be a Scot. But I think Greeks follow the same kind of uh, blueprint. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I had some core flute down the back. I put that in your car. It didn't work. <laughs> Hello to all our Greek listeners and Scottish listeners. Uh, welcome aboard. <laughs> and Italian listeners. Um, Actually, I don't know. We do have some Scottish listeners, don't we? Greek, I don't know at do. this stage. Uh, Not anymore, anyway. <laughs> we do have one listener, or we might have more, who's from Jersey. And uh, that bloke is Jamingus, and he very kindly has done another report for us. Um, this one's... Um, he's seemed, he's a good bloke. He seems to sort of take things in his stride, but this one's got a quite a serious tone to it because of something he had to go through the other day. Um, oh, wow. I'll, I'll play that now if I can. Big Vers. Thanks, Jamingus. Hey, 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 it's the Jamingus Report. Happy Easter, Flying the Wall podcast listeners. This is Jamingus here. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, Whether you celebrate Easter or not, I hope you had a good day. I'm over here celebrating it for the rabbit and for the candy. Uh, I don't care about anything else, just the candy. A little update about what's going on over here. Um, Seems like people are starting to listen to the social distancing and staying home. Um, I'm not getting out too much, but when I do go out, I'm not seeing as many people at the stores as I usually would. Uh, when you drive by places like Walmart, they seem to be pretty packed in the, um, the more expensive markets. You know, they're not as packed. Maybe that has something to do with the uh, socioeconomics of those people. 
you know, the richer people, they can go out once a month or once every few weeks and get all the supplies they need. You know, the people that are living paycheck to paycheck, they have to go out, you know, every week and get what they need. Um, but it seems like there are less people and more people are listening. I haven't driven by the ice cream place yet in the past few weeks, um, so I don't know if they're still packed with people. Um, other than that, at the hospital, we're doing okay. Um, there's more ICU patients. The ICU has actually expanded into some other units in the hospital because we need the extra beds and some extra vents. Um, but people are coming off the ventilators and those people are going home, which is a good sign. Um, still, there are a lot of people dying. I actually did CPR for the first time on a, uh, coronavirus patient, which, um, you know, it did not work. I uh, didn't think that it would. I don't think the doctors thought that it would, but it was the family's wishes. You know, that was a tough day. Um, but other than that, you know, we had some employees that who had the coronavirus and were in the hospital and they are doing well now. Uh, they're all back home, not showing any symptoms that are too concerning where they need to be readmitted to the hospital. Um, and politically, of course, you know, it's a big mess. You know, the Trump administration, especially Donald Trump himself, you know, he's a complete boob. There's nothing that he's doing that's right. You know, he even said he's not taking responsibility for this at all. Even though we were warned back in January by the CDC, and he didn't make any statements until March 13th, I believe it was. Um, and of course, we know that he fired the whole pandemic team back in 2018. So... My opinion, politically, um, it's that, uh, you know, we could have some better people in leadership. Some people that actually care about people. But, you know, that's how it goes. We're doing our best to get by. You know, it's nice to spend time with my family at home. Maybe it's all nicer for me because I actually do get to go to work. Not like some people who just stay home all day, but it is nice. We are able to call our friends. FaceTime, Zoom, all that kind of stuff, which is nice, but it would be nice to get out again, go play hockey with the boys, drink some beers with the boys, but we're doing what we got to do. We're being safe, and I hope everyone out there is too. Peace, guys. Stay, stay healthy, stay safe. Yo, DJ, spin that shit. This is our segment called News of the Weird. I'm not talking about Warren's beard. It's gonna be odd, it's gonna be strange, it's gonna be wacky and a little unexplained. Uh, where can you find us in the Twitter sphere, Warren? Well, on Twitter, you can find us at Fly on the Wall P O One. You can, and where can you find us on the email, Luke? The Fly on the Wall Podcast One One at gmail dot com, and you can also DM us or comment or like us at uh, Fly on the Wall Podcast on Instagram with an underscore between each of those words. So Fly underscore podcast underscore you know yep you get it good um, yeah, yeah I think I've got it fucking weird Warren yeah man what have you got well look me? I don't think this is so weird other than 
I just wanted to talk about it today. Well, maybe it's in the wrong um, segment then. Maybe we need another segment that says this is news of no, the no. what Warren wants to just talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just being did, anus. Did you ever watch the goodies, mate? I did, but I wasn't as um, as into it as you are. No. no. Well, sadly, oh, um, no. and thanks to Jamingus for his report, and I guess it, it does lead us into the theme, at least, yeah. that the coronavirus has robbed the world of Tim Brook Taylor, oh, no, who was I actually... That. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he was, look, he's 79 and he's obviously had a full and um, illustrious career and he's been admired and adored, you know, the world over. And, and I think that that's wonderful. He's definitely led that full life. But something about it really saddened me, actually. Well, I mean, um, he, he was someone you um, giggled a lot to as a kid, you know, so he's bound to have some sort of um, emotion behind it when someone you actually really enjoyed watching on the telly goes, you know. Yeah, so I, I found that quite quite moving, and uh, so yeah, he was seventy nine. He did die of COVID nineteen. Oh. Uh, yeah, he had his start uh, at Cambridge University with the Footlights, with such names as John Cleese. Oh, okay, and wow. Graham Chapman. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so like they're all in the same kind of generation coming through uh, the comedic sort of. Groups together, so there was a yeah a group that actually toured the, from Cambridge University with those guys in it. The footlights. Oh, okay, oh, okay. That particular year, yeah, they're, they're very very popular and actually went overseas with their um, review oh, with wow. their show, and it was called a clump of plinths. Um, and he was actually the president of the society at the time, which I thought was quite interesting. Okay, and yep. With names like John Cleese and Graham Chapman, of course, of Monty Python and Faulty Towers, yeah. etc. Um, not, not a bad group to be rubbing shoulders with. That's right, exactly. Um, there was a show, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Luke, called At Last, the 1948 Show. Oh, no. <laughs> Sounds like your cup of tea, though. Yeah, At Last, the 1948 Show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a skit sort of show as well, okay. where actually had John Cleese, Graham Chapman uh, and Tim Brooke Taylor and other names in it as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe Spike Milligan. Anyway. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, all doing these little skits and things. And, uh, yeah, I, I, black and white, I find it quite funny. It's amazing how humour can kind of transcend time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And be something where you, it's still funny, it's still clever, it still makes you it's still kind of relevant, you know, in today's society. So, I, yeah, I was really quite sad about that. But, of course, I knew him mainly from the goodies. It was something that I watched as a kid. Yeah. I watched a lot with my brothers. Um, and it's more sort of surreal humour. It's a little bit silly. It's a bit more slapstick and... Well, which, um, I, which I found always found Monty Python to be like that as well. Very, very sort of... Uh, a lot of it was quite clever, um, comedy, like it wasn't, and, and and slapstick and stuff as well. But yeah, it was it was twisted. It was odd. It was it was out of the square kind of stuff. And and similar with the goodies. And it would often start like reasonably normal. Yeah. And the end of the episode, it had gone absolutely bananas. <laughs> yeah. What was going on? Um, but he was like the more straight cut uh, fellow. He always wore a a blue suit with the Union Jack on his waistcoat underneath. Was he, he, the, he was, was he? I'm just thinking um, if I've got the right guy in mind. Was he the blonde sort of posh one? 
Yes, that's yeah, exactly okay, right. Okay, okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and sort of like this bob, kind of long bob haircut. Yeah, yeah, I know the one, yep. Do like a, a heartwarming speech to Land of Hope and Glory. Okay, yeah. Where he needed to pull everyone together. Yeah. And it was playing in the background and he was just doing this uh, motivational speech. But he also had a brief cameo in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, oh, okay, the original you, one. Yeah, the original. Do you know that movie well? Yeah, I do actually, yep. Gene, Gene so, Water, yep. There's all the, the different little moments where they're showing just how in demand the golden tickets are. They're, yeah. they're going through all different scenarios. Um, there's a woman whose husband's being held for ransom and the policeman uh, is negotiating with the person who's uh, taken him hostage and he's like, oh, he wants your entire supply of Willy Wonka bars. <laughs> and uh, Tim Brooke Taylor did the one where he built a computer that was going to tell him the location of. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see the scene in my head now. Yeah, and he gets increasingly frustrated because the computer's so clever yeah. that it's actually arguing back saying, why would I tell you where the tickets are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm because it kind of shows his, um, the breakdown of his kind of, uh, it doesn't, ha- yeah, like he was always the more emotional one. Yeah. And yeah. so he always get a little bit more frantic and that was a perfect little snapshot of that. Yeah, I always, always, my favourite was always Bill, Otty, is it Bill Otty? Yeah, yeah, he was always my favourite. He looked like he always reminded me of uh, an Ewok. He was a very hairy man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He got very heavily into bird watching. Oh, (laughs) as you do when you've had a career in comedy. The next big step for you is bird watching. I feel. Well, he was always a musical mind as well, so they actually had like a string of hits, musical hits that they perform um, at shows and things, and they had records and things that actually charted quite well. Yeah, right. Um, Okay. Yeah, which I never really probably realised, but apparently the goodies did particularly well in New Zealand and Australia. Oh, okay. Like we used okay. to televise a lot of it, and they had a huge fan base here. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I know which that, I can understand. I know that Rowan, Ak- you know, bird watching for Bill Oddie, uh Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> uh, after he'd left comedy, he's he's heavily involved in crustaceans. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Crustaceans. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's. I know he's a big racer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my news of the weird again, like, yes. like like yours, wasn't really news. It's not really. Well, I suppose a little. Oh, I suppose it was news. Yours was news. But my and yes, was, it was. Was a weird. Though. Just it was wasn't weird. weird. No. It was sad. Yeah. The goodies so, was weird. That's what I was running with. <laughs> so mine is neither weird or. Uh, news, <laughs> right? <laughs> or or sad? It's, it's all of that, is it? I suppose it's. I suppose it is a little bit weird. But anyway, let me get into it. It's um more of an observation. You know, you know that classic thing of like the plumber's crack or the builder's crack or the tradies crack, right? Where yes. the pants have travelled down the ass a little bit further than they should. Uh, yes. uh, and revealed, you know, uh, a horrible, usually a white, pasty, hairy crack. Right, um, it's never it's never a perfectly um, chiselled, tanned, honed bottom, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, and I don't normally look if, particularly if it's a, if it's a male tradesperson, I don't look. Yeah, to no, of course, ascertain you're whether a it strong, is strong heterosexual male. I know that. I'm not yeah, questioning that. Don't worry. It's no, okay. No, right. It's okay. Um, but but I have seen them around. You know, I don't I don't generally uh, stare, but I do. I have seen them and. 
my observation is when I when I'm doing something like when I'm working and I I I feel actually feel my pants might travel down a bit. I'm very conscious of it, so I tuck myself in or stand up or, or adjust myself, whatever I need to do. I yeah. I know I know. Or take your pants off and then you don't have that problem at all. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. But I know that I'm never exposing half my crack to the world for any long period of time, and I just don't yeah. understand why other blokes and it's generally blokes don't realize that like what's that about you know well i would i would shift the question slightly to say you would have seen the fashion um habit of wearing pants that seem to sit permanently oh yeah yeah halfway yeah. down people's fucking ass it's not so much and the so case anymore wearing... is it? but it was very very big at one time yeah, and like you'll see them adjust themselves because, of course, you'd have to be the whole time yeah. to make sure not everything's uh, hanging out. But they'll have their jocks on, and thank God they're sitting up at the right angle. Yeah. But the pants, if they suddenly pull up their shirt to correct themselves, it's yeah, it's halfway down. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never understood that. But when I used to see it, and this I'm talking, I reckon it was pretty popular maybe like five, six years ago where, yeah, punks would be walking around and have their baggy jeans on with a belt, mind you, but clearly, yeah, belt. The, clearly the belt didn't work because it was, you know, halfway down their thighs, um, but they, as you say, the jocks were still in place. And I don't understand. I remember yeah. driving around and seeing it and going, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? But then I think to myself, yeah. well, maybe – when we were 16, 17, and we were getting around with our long hair and our undercuts and our grunge clothes and, like, ripped shorts and fucking all that stuff, if adults at the time weren't driving around going, what the fuck? Like, why are they wearing ripped fucking shorts, <laughs> you know? So Maybe, I think it's- but I found them comfortable. I don't think I'd find pants halfway down my crack comfortable. Yeah, yeah I find it hard to believe that we'd find – I'd find that comfortable too. But, I mean, what I'm saying is <laughs> I think it's just a generational gap thing that we've got, you know? Yeah, so- probably. Who knows? I think, you know, a couple of years, teenagers will be wearing their shorts up their ass or something, just hanging out, you know, <laughs> like a tail. Um, well, maybe that we should be using the same level of understanding then for these tradespeople. Maybe it's a statement. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a fashion statement. <laughs> yeah. They're making a statement. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's we it. need to understand them. We need to show that same understanding. There you go, guys. So, listeners at home, you heard it here first. We've we've cracked. We've literally cracked the code on cracks. Yep. Um, yep. That's it. Yeah. They're, they're making a statement, so let them be. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just accept it. Don't, don't don't take it personally. Don't take it as like they're trying to offend anyone. Don't know what that statement. They're just is expressing exactly. themselves. Yeah. yeah just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just expressing themselves. Yeah. That's it. Um, it's like a sideways smile. <laughs> yeah. Just get quiet. You don't know what to say. Yeah, because yeah, it took uh, me a second to realise what you were saying. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, now, do, do you remember our friend Glenn Warren? Yeah, of course. Well, do, do I remember our friend Glenn? <laughs> Only vaguely. <laughs> during this uh, during this COVID nineteen apocalypse, um, yes. he's going to be doing uh, some movie recommendations. Now, that's a a key word. It's not a review. It's not a um, you know. He's not he's not analysing it and blah blah blah. He's watching something and then saying to us, "I recommend you watch this movie," and this is why. Um, so we had a bit of a bit of a, a chat on the phone the other day, and I recorded it. Um, he knew that I was recording. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's just a secret conversation. And for now, at least, we're going to make it a bit of a weekly thing. So uh, the first one he's got for us is uh, Killer Joe. Have you seen that, Warren? 
I was trying to remember. Is that with um, Casey Affleck? Oh, it might or be. I, I know Matthew McConaughey's in it, but I think I think it might be Casey Affleck as well. Uh, I, I feel like I have, but then I feel like maybe I'm confusing it with something else as well. Oh, okay. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm not 100% sure. It's but like, thanks, mate, since, Glenn, for doing that. It's been a few years since I've seen it, but it is a good one. And uh, okay. I, I was going to watch it the night I spoke to Glenn, but I haven't yet. But I do plan to watch it before I speak to Glenn again next week. Actually, he goes into a house and he's sitting there. And he's... Actually, yeah. I think I have seen it. It's all pretty yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty dark. But it's kind of... Um, yeah, it is. It's like a black comedy as well. There's some funny bits in it. So, uh, some bits you know you think, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it is kind of... Yeah. Can I just ask a question? I think there's a bit with sort of a phallic uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. a chicken leg. Don't ruin it, mate. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But that's exactly the one. But I'll play that now uh, in case you, you say any more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. And then we'll just delete Cheers, Glenn's mate. bit from now on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no. We'll play it now. Alright. G'day, my name's Luke. I am fifty percent of Fly in the Wall Podcast. Uh I'm in my little studio out the front, uh, aka the car. Um and they're gonna be doing a little something a little bit different, calling our friend Glenn, who uh he's been on the show a few times now. He's a bit of a uh, bit of a favourite amongst the listeners. Um yeah, he uh, he's going to be doing a movie review for us. Um, so if I can somehow manage these two phones together and call him. Okay, here we go. We'll give him a buzz. He's going to do a movie review for us. Let's give him a buzz right now. He's waiting for us. Uh, why didn't that work? Oh, yeah, press the call button, I suppose. Speaker. going yeah good is this glenn uh, no it's not <laughs> who is it, yes, it, is. <laughs> who, is it? who is it it's glenn oh good good hang on i'm just trying to yeah. see if i can turn the uh fuck just trying to see if i can turn the we're highly professional here at flying wall podcast as you know just trying to turn the volume up oh that's as loud as it goes are you nice and close to the speaker sorry are you nice and close Yes, I, I'm leaning over. All right, no worries. Well, it just seems a bit quiet, that's all. But um, uh, yeah, Warren's Wyatt can... booming voice. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, because I'm normally a little bit squeakier. A little bit Warren. quieter, a bit shy. Is that better? Oh, that's better. There you are, matey. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, I had a, a, my, my little cradle thing was holding it. So Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe but, but uh, now, instead yeah. of cradling it, just hold it like a man. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I should be doing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've just explained to the good people at home that you're going to do a movie review for us. For us, um, you're going to do it on a weekly basis. Yeah, you happy for that? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe um, instead of like a review, more of a recommendation. I guess it's the okay. same thing, is it? Oh well, nah, because you could review a shit movie, I suppose, and and not recommend it. You know. Well, maybe maybe I'll do recommendations. That way, I don't want I don't want people wasting their time on watching shit movies. Yeah, that's fair enough. When uh, you when you when you got you got so much um, so little time in isolation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to waste time watching shit. You want to watch. Well, all that's the good right. Stuff. Yeah. You only want to be watching the good stuff. No, I agree. Have you been um, 
pretty rampant as far as uh, sex. No, as far as oh, watching oh, movies. Oh, I, I was going to say masturbation. I was saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually masturbating as we speak. Um, oh well, I already came when the phone rang. So oh, that was that was the muddy shot for you. Well, you saw my yeah, name. What's your wife's name, though? Oh yeah, I'm calling on my wife's name. What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> All right. So um, so yeah, we'll do it as a weekly basis, uh, especially during the COVID nineteen apocalypse. Um, yep. I think it'll be good uh, for everyone concerned. So, what movie we're we reviewing tonight, big fella? Well, what I thought I would probably do is recommend movies that are on. Um, that you can stream online, like um, okay. movies that are on Netflix, movies that you can do on stand. That way, you know, I'm not I'm not reviewing a movie that you know you you have to go see at the movies. <laughs> yeah, <That laughs> which is obviously a bit hard at the moment, considering yeah. I'm not, I can't even go to the movies. So, or even um, yeah. uh, even purchasing DVDs. Like if you want to purchase, say, if you purchase a DVD from England, you may not get it because no one can go to the post office. If you can do it, if you do it locally from Australia, then you can. Yeah. Yeah, some places have sort of I've, – I've noticed on eBay a lot of places have sort of shut down shop at the moment, you know. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so let's do uh, let's do uh, ones that you can stream then. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, there's a, I mean, at the moment I've got access to Netflix, Stan, and we did, we've got Amazon Prime as well. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't yeah. know much about that. I'm guessing it's just similar to Netflix and Stan. Well, but... Yeah, pretty similar. I think it's got – you can get sort of more more new released movies. Like it's got – um. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on there and oh, okay. and a couple of the more newer movies. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like Stan, Stan's I, – I find Stan to probably be the best because it's got a lot of um, the 80s movies as well. Yeah, some of our um, some of our favourites from when we were growing yes, up. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, um, got, I've noticed it's got Terminator, the first one on there, but it hasn't got the other Terminators yet. So um, oh, okay. Terminator, the first one's probably, probably my favourite, very closely followed by number two. What about you? No, number two. Number two. I'd probably go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not not by like a great deal. But yeah. um, yeah. I mean, obviously, growing up for a long time watching the first one, and then the second one came out so far after. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it just sort of with the um, like the story and the special effects and all that, all that. Yeah, I, I kind of find that to be a bit better. I think. I think when it. When I was a kid and it first came out, I was like waving the flag for number two. I was like, "Yeah, this is the best movie ever," sort of thing. And I still, I still love it. And as I said, it's a very close second. But I yeah. think as I've got older, I don't know. I sort of a bit more of a traditionalist, and I prefer the first one for its sort of originality. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, yes. the second yeah. one, very, very close favorite. Uh, similar to, um, yeah. similar to the Aliens franchise, although. I probably would say Aliens, the second one, is probably a bit better than the first one, but I still really, really love the th- the first one, you know? Yeah, I feel that way about Ninja Turtles too. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The first one, <laughs> first one was kick-ass. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I think they're, they're like the whole trilogy themselves, great movies, great movies. Have you watched any of the newer ones? Yes, yes, I do own them. Oh, okay. So they're, they're good? I'm a tragic for Ninja Turtles. That's the one with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Did Leonardo, did he? Uh, he did it for the first one, yeah, but he didn't He didn't come back for the second one. Obviously, he's, um, his paycheck wasn't big enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but um, yeah, the one with Megan Fox and, uh, yeah. Oh, Megan Fox is in it. I might have to get it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah she's in it and she uh, wears as little clothes as possible. Okay, well, as I said, I am masturbating while we do this. Thing, so. <laughs> All right, so what movie movie is on your recommendation list uh, tonight? 
tonight. So I've watched a few movies over the last week or so, but this is one that I came. I, I saw. I saw a couple of years ago when it did first come out. Yeah. Um, and I was a huge fan of it then, but um, since I watched it again the other night, and I quite enjoy it. And that movie was Killer Joe. Ah, okay, uh, yep. Matthew so McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. And um, directed by William Friedkin, who uh, also directed The Exorcist. The first and a Exorcist? Couple of... Sorry? The very first Exorcist. The very first Exorcist, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know yeah, that. That was I him. I just assumed that director would be dead by now. No, no, no. He, uh, he's still kicking on. I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's really directing much lately. Okay, yep. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's uh he's had a quite an extensive career. Wow, I, I yeah, honestly, I suppose. I mean, yeah, I suppose there's plenty of directors around in the seventies who are still kicking, you know. But yeah, no, I yeah, but you thought he was just probably some random guy back then, and he's dead. <laughs> well, I, I kind of just assumed he was like in his seventies when he directed that. The Exorcist. So, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, forty years later, unless he's in his hundreds, he's still kicking <laughs> yeah. on. So, um, you, uh, as a little side note, what do you think of Matthew McConaughey in general? Do you are you a fan? Uh yes, yes. Um, I think like is he because like a like similar actors of late, yeah. he he sort of hit a bad patch for a while where he sort of just become a bit of a beefcake in movies where yeah. he was almost playing this guy where he'd just be shirtless the whole movie yeah. um, and he was just a bit of a dopey, you know, beach bum sort of thing. When he was in shit like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and <laughs> yeah. what was that one? And, um, was that the, the Overboard one or whatever it was called? Was he in that? Uh, there yeah, there's another one where, like where he's in with uh, um, Fool's Gold or something with Kate Hudson. And, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, shit. yeah, just yeah. playing, just playing the same characters. But it was actually probably around about the time that he was in this movie. Okay, and he and um, making other other movies around about this time where people started to notice actually he's a fairly decent actor. So I, I think he's pretty good. He is, a, I suppose, he is a little bit typecast in a way because he's always the kind of smooth talking Southern American, um, you know, hard yeah. kind of guy, but doesn't matter yeah. what kind of role he's in. He's always, there's always that underlying, like overly confident kind of character. But, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I like him. I do like, him. I think he's one of those ones who's got better with age, like Leonardo DiCaprio. And yeah, yeah. Like, um, Robert Downey Jr. for a while there where nobody was really seeing the movies he was in and then he yeah. sort of, uh, Made a bit of a comeback, so yeah, no, um, he's bloody huge. But um, yeah, yeah anyway, well, so so Killer Joe, Killer Joe. So the, yeah, it's a it's about a, I guess it's about a, a family of four, um, where the the son he gets himself into a bit of trouble with some uh, some drug dealers. He may be in debt with some um, some bad people, and they, yep. they threaten to kill him. So what they do is they find out that his um, his mum is actually worth a bit has a bit of an uh, on her life insurance. Okay, yep. They, orga- they organise um, this um, cop, Joe, who's a, a detective, and he's also a hitman, and they they, um, they hire him to off their mum. To do the mum in, and then they collect the to, money, right. And they collect the insurance money, and as you know, with a lot of these movies, nothing goes according to plan, Yeah, and uh, it, she gets fucked up, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kind, of, kind of reminded me of, um, have you ever seen Fargo? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And loved it. And I love the, the TV series as well, which is on Netflix. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the TV yeah. series is awesome. So it's kind of like the situation where something is planned, but then it all just goes haywire and things get fucked up. So, um, yeah, yeah it goes so, so badly wrong that that becomes a story in itself, yeah? Yeah, oh, well and truly, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. and you just you just sort of think, hang on a second, like how are these people like? How do they get away with this sort of stuff? Or why do they think they can get away with this sort of stuff? Is it and, one um, of those? I, I have seen it, but it's been quite a while, so you'll have to remind yeah. me. And obviously, for our yeah. listeners that haven't seen it, but um, uh, it, does the story get so convoluted that it's hard to follow? Is it one of those? No, or is it no, no, no. It, it does keep it quite si- very, very simple. That's good for it's me. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, good for me too. Because <laughs> I'm like, who is that guy again? And what, what, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, like, I love my thrillers, but if they get overly sort of complicated, I do tend to yeah. lose a bit of interest and go, what? So who's this fucking guy now and why has he got his finger up her <laughs> ass? And I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, no. It's a very, very simple story. Just um, uh, very um, out there. Yeah, so now, now feel free. I reckon. I reckon we've got. We should have put this at the beginning. But a little disclaimer. I reckon we go full full pelt with like you know spoilers and stuff. So don't worry about oh. saying anything. You know, in case you're going to ruin it for everyone else. I think. Well, you know, it's a recommendation. So yeah, I think this, is, could, this is why yeah. you like it, and you know all that kind of thing. Or what you could do is, if I do recommend it. Um, stop the podcast, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to us point. talk about That's it. That's a very good point. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. okay. if you're listening to it now and you want to go to one of those Killer Joe on Stan, did you say? Stan, yep. Yes, yep. on Stan, Okay, yep. so pause it now, go make yourself a cup of tea, watch it, come back, and <laughs> tell us what you think. <laughs> actually, fix yourself a hard drink and then probably watch oh, yeah, it. yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> From memory, our... I won't. I won't spoil it for you, Glenn, because I know you probably want to talk about this scene. But there's one scene in particular. Yep. I think you really yep. do need a hard drink before it. <laughs> well, so that's a thing. Like, um, uh, yeah, it is, it is. It is definitely a scene that's hard to watch. Yeah, but um, it's kind of funny. It, but <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it doesn't serve a great deal to the actual story. But it, I think it just goes to show this character is just really out of his mind and yeah. he's not somebody that you can fuck with so so killer joe so uh, uh backtrack a little bit killer joe he's the hitman they've they, this this group is hired to kill the mother and, yeah uh, yeah and he's a bit of a character isn't he he's a bit of a dark shady kind of guy well, yeah yeah he, yeah he, he kind of comes across as a, a as a guy who knows his shit yeah. but at the same time you don't you don't want to mess with him mm. so initially what they do is they set up they set up a meeting with him they explain their situation that they they want him to kill uh, their mother or this this kid's mother, and it's their um, it's the father of the kid as well, yep. who used to be married to the to the wife. So wow, so they um, is, is she a nice woman? Is she is she? Well, like, no. Well, yeah, do you want but, her to die? Like, are you sort of watching and going, I want this bitch to die? No, well, you don't ever. I don't think you ever get to see her. Oh, okay, okay. There you, you know, there you go. that's I, how long it's been since since I've seen. Yeah, her. but it's it's just stories coming from then that she was a horrible mum growing up. Yeah, and that um, and she was an absolute bitch. So I mean, you don't actually get to see what sort of person she is okay. until, until after she's dead. But um, yeah, like you, they they set up this meeting with with him. They they explain to him exactly what they need him to do, but um. Before the meeting, he actually got to meet uh, this guy's sister. Yep. And he started and he, and he started to have a bit of um, infatuation with her. He really okay. likes her. Yep. Yep. And then, um, like at this meeting, he says to him, uh, "You know, you have to pay me, you know, twenty five thousand dollars up front." And they're yep. like, "Well, we can't do that because um, we don't, we won't have the money until after she's dead. The insurance pays the insurance out. Money, and, he yep. says, and he says, "Well, instead of taking that money up front." I'll have your sister. <laughs> That's and fair. You, That's and, fair. And, 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 um, I've got two sisters. Like, I'll be like, yeah, which one you want? 
<laughs> and I'm sure I wouldn't get any complaints because it's Matthew McConaughey at the end of the day. So. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, I'd, I'd offer my, I'd offer myself up. Well, <laughs> you can have me if you want to. Yeah, it'd be pretty but, cool um, to be able to say, like, put it on Instagram or put it out to your friends. I slept with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so he could kill my mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like, and then sort of after that, they 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 agree to it. And uh, she, well, apparently she's happy to do it. I don't think she's that happy at first, but she goes along with it. And then um, whether whether we sort of give away it all now or do you? Well, do you I reckon maybe just talk about that that shot we were talking about before, the, the iconic okay. one. That I, that yeah. I think it's the most <laughs> the memorable, most memorable the, yeah, from the movie. The one, the, one that's, the one that's probably given it, it's like hard R rating. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Step us they, through that, Glenn. Step us through that scene. So... After I guess after he finds out that there's going to be no money paid to him because the family didn't get the money, he then visits the family at the trailer. Yep. And he's and he's and he finds out that it was actually the um the what the the new wife of the uh the the father the husband he she actually was having oh my god so mate does I'm making it sound like it's a bit convoluted because no no, no I'm still following no, I'm with you yeah pe- people are cheating on each other and there's a little bit of double cross going on but you wouldn't you won't find it too hard to follow yeah. anyway they find out he was sort of um, backstabbed a little betrayed a little bit so he starts beating up on the on the new wife yep and and in this scene she is down on her knees and he and she's performing. Uh, Oral sex to a drumstick of a chicken. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't he put the drumstick like over no, his where crutch? His cock is. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and basically and, and, forces it into her mouth. Yeah, and then and then the um, the husband, the father, he's sitting there watching this all happen. Too shit scared to do anything about it. Yeah, because he's so you know this. Yeah, yeah. and he he comes across as just like a bit of a coward anyway. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think this probably goes on for maybe about thirty seconds, and yeah, and I, me- I remember it. it going longer than I expected, and it and therefore yeah. made you feel even more uncomfortable watching. Well, it. I, I think that was the idea. I think yeah. that was the idea is that he's this guy is just such a nutcase. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it just goes on, and I think at the end he actually orgasms from it. So oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, <laughs> I know. Uh, but, uh, I know. Big was is a big is partial to sucking on a bit of a chicken bone from time to time. So <laughs> he He's, sucks the skin right off it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I remember actually after watching that movie, I remember not being able to tackle KFC for a while. I remember sort of uh, thinking, oh, I'm, I'm kind of off that meal for a, for a while. I think. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually um, asked my wife we we can reenact it. In the bedroom. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> yep. But, but well, you're I'm, sucking I'm, on the chicken bone? Yeah, yeah. I'm the one sucking on the chicken and she's forcing it down my throat. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that's on the, So that's uh, um, Killer Joe starring Matthew McConaughey on uh, Stan. Stan, it's on Stan, yep. Right. Yep. Uh, so, okay, let's talk stars. How many stars out of five would you give it, Glenn? Oh, okay. Um, I would probably go... Four. I would four. go four. Wow. Yeah, okay. I did. I did it. I did enjoy. It. Like I said, when I first saw it, when I first saw it a couple of years, a couple of years ago, when it first came out, yeah. I wasn't a massive fan of it. But obviously, as I got older and more perverted, it sort of done something for me a little bit. I think. Okay. Well, guess what I'm <laughs> going to watch tonight. Now I've listened to that review or that recommendation. What, what's that, mate? Please, Academy Four. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give. Uh, I think I'll give. Um, 
uh, Killer Joe a bit of a go tonight. I, yeah, like I said, yeah, I have I'll... watched it, but it's been a few years now, so I only really remembered that scene, you know, because it yep. was such a standout. But um, and and you can't forget that scene really once you've seen it. Um, no, well, but yeah, it, I reckon yeah. I'll give it a go tonight. Yeah, for sure, mate. I, I honestly think you'll come back to me tomorrow saying that you enjoyed that chicken scene even more. <laughs> yeah. I might eat some chicken while I'm watching it. <laughs> just, just, just put 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 a drumstick in your lap and just give your wife a bit of a nod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she'll just be like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to suck this on my own then, eh? <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Thanks very much, Glenn. Uh, really Not a problem at all, it. mate. So if we can, uh, yeah, if you're happy to make this a weekly thing, um, at, yep. least, at least now during the, you know, the, the whole apocalypse thing, that'd be cool, I reckon. Yeah, well, even what we could do is um, – Say message back and forth during the week, yep. and if there's a if there's a movie that you find that um, might be cool, let yep. me know, okay, and then we okay. we can watch it and then dis- discuss it together. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, we both watch the same thing and then come back and chat about it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that idea. That's cool. All right, good no boy. Uh, well, I'll no I'll close this shit down, but I'll say goodbye to you like unofficially as well, if you know what I mean. Yep. Just no so, problem, mate. Just so you're not just sitting there going, hello, uh, Lou, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. All right, mate, we'll oh, say mate. goodbye to your fans. Thanks, fans. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, uh, yeah, that's me and Glenn. Uh, yeah, back to you in the studio, big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Look into my eyes and <laughs> around my eyes, yeah. in my eyes. <laughs> I was going to try and do the whole thing, but I couldn't help but laugh. Hypnotherapy, uh, hypnotists, and hypnosis, Warren. Your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> Go. No. I've been I've been taught um, I've been hypnotised and taught that I don't question anything. Oh, that's good. That's so good. I've got, I've got no lot. thoughts. Explains a lot. Yeah, I don't question anything at all. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I I actually I've not had any personal experience with it, or I don't really know anyone closely that's had um, any treatment that sort of entails that. But I asked my beloved. Yeah, um, and her she's actually got a couple of cousins, a couple of relatives that oh, okay. have had hypnotherapy to uh, help with smoking. Yep, and it actually was successful. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so and they, I said, oh, they, so they was literally a, never went near a cigarette again, or as, as far as I could tell, as far as she told me. So I, I said, okay. So was it like a series of? Um, consultations or and she said no just once I think oh, okay wow I said okay right so what so they went there once they got hypnotized they they must have said to I think what they often do is kind of say you know you you now hate the taste you know yeah, you hate the smell yeah. and it's it's like you're smelling a giant turd like in front of you yeah. and that's the first uh, thing that happens, you know, as soon as they they're presented with a cigarette, it's kind of like revulsion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was successful. Although, so I, I don't know. It, it made me wonder if certain people are more open, like like with anything. I guess like we've talked about um, demonic possession and so on. Like, is it because people are open to the idea that makes them then a successful case for it, or? Is it a legitimate thing that would work on anybody, providing they put themselves in that position? From what I from what I read, um, it's anyone who can basically um, open their like you're right, open their mind to the idea of it in the first place, like, right. be open to it, but also. 
be able to clear their mind, like like actually meditate themselves or put themselves in a deep state right. of relax, because that's essentially what it is. It's a relaxed mind to the extreme, um, and then therefore once once that mind is completely at ease, completely at peace, completely asleep. That's yeah. when uh, a hypnotherapist can go in there and shift things around and rejuggle the the subconscious. I think it is that w- what's called, right. and and yeah, and and yeah, literally make people believe by the by the power of persuasion and 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 talking to them that a cigarette tastes like shit. My 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 mum had the same experience actually. She went to a hypnotherapist right. in the nineties, I think it was to to quit, try and quit smoking. And she walked out of there and thought, nah, it, it was only one session as well. Like you said, um, right. she walked out of there and thought, nah, it's a load of crap. She lit up a cigarette and she almost vomited. Like it was so disgusting wow. that she was just like, oh, and she threw away the packet of cigarettes. Then the next day she tried again and then she tried again and she kept trying until the flavor was back again. And then she kept smoking for another 30 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I would ask there though is, she would have gone with the intent of making it happen. Yeah, that's right. So it sounds like she was never fully prepared to do it anyway. That's what she said to me. She said she it was a half-assed attempt. Like like a lot of the time people try to quit right. things. They, they might say the words, but deep down they really don't want to. So she'd gone to the length of going to see a hypnotherapist, but then pushed it. You know, so yeah. far that she went nut, nah, and and then it didn't work for her in the end. You know, but it actually to come out and actually light a cigarette straight away. Yes, maybe yeah. I'd agree with that one to yeah. see what the response is. But then to fight uphill to <laughs> yeah. go, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna smoke this. I don't care if it sm- smells like I'm smoking my own shit. But what I <laughs> I'm gonna make this go down. <laughs> uh, but what I found interesting was that she, when she told me this story, she also said. Um, when he, when the guy was testing her to see if she was under, to see if he was doing exactly what he asked her, he said to her, um, do you see the, the teapot and the cup on the table there? And she said, yes, yeah. where there was no teacup and saucer, uh, uh, and, and teapot. And he goes, there I was like- no spoon. Yeah, he goes. I'd like you to yeah. make me a cup of tea, please, Jenny. And that, and that's exactly what she did. She went through the motions of making right. a cup of tea with this pot and a cup and all that, and putting the cup on the saucer and handing it to the therapist. And right. part of her, she said, "This is the weird part." She was going through the motions, doing exactly what I told her to do, but she yeah. could also see that there was nothing there. But she felt compelled to make it the cup of tea and hand it over to him. Now, that right. is fucking spooky shit, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. I would say I've got a problem with the idea that someone could do that because what if the hypnotherapist took a bit of a liking to you <laughs> yeah. and said, um, you're going to unzip my fly um, and you're going to go to town? Yeah, that's any profession. Like when I got my car service the other day, I had to give the guy a blowjob. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But, you yeah, know, well, like, you obviously need some hypnotherapy, mate, to stop your <laughs> compulsive behaviour because you, <laughs> you're, you're out there offering them willy-nilly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but the thing is um, I just find it, I find it fascinating that – that can even happen. You know, you see these TV shows where the hypnotists, and they're all, they always look like magicians. They always look like they've got slick black hair and pathetic looking dyed black goatees. And, and you always just go, these guys, like if your daughter brought home a guy serious. like that, 
at home, you know, you'd be taking him outside, just be like, mate, why don't you fuck off, all right, with your stupid goatee, fuck off and don't come back. But, yeah, yeah they're up there on stage going, okay, guys, have I got any volunteers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you serious? I've got an amazing card trick I could show you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, from all accounts, it works. I mean, of course, there's always your, uh, you know, your, your people out there doing the wrong thing and pretending and blah, blah, but but it actually does work. Now, and hypnosis I didn't realise this, and and I uh, the the very uh, basic research I did uh, sent me down a bit of a, a rabbit hole because it just it, it's quite a complex um, subject. I've just thrown it out there. Yeah, we'll talk hypnotherapy. But uh, when I started research, I was like, oh fuck, I need a thesaurus and a dictionary because yeah. <laughs> it's quite. Yeah. I don't think it's a quick chat sort of sort of thing, really. No, it's quite involved, but but it's actually been around. Like for a millennia, it's been around for hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and uh, some of the early traces go right back to uh, the Hindus in India. They would have these places called the sleep temple where you'd go there. If you were having some sort of crisis or something you couldn't figure out or whatever and it yeah. was quite traumatic or whatever it was, you'd go to these sleep temples where you wouldn't sleep but you'd, you'd essentially sort of meditate so deep that you were just in this calm state. And then quite often, well, so they say that quite often you'd come out feeling more refreshed and ready to tackle the world. Now, for me, uh-huh. I just call that a bit of a, a bit of a power nap. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was the, you know, this, this really deep meditation. And then fast forward to the, I think it was the uh, early, oh no, mid 1700s. And there was this guy called Mac, which is a, this is a brilliant, brilliant name if i had a son or no if i became like a an international uh, solo musical artist i'd take this name right. his name, name is maximilian hell <laughs> and he was a he was a jesuit priest i think that yeah, that's okay. right yep um but he started the study of uh of using magnets to to heal and also using them uh, using a, a, a mixture of hypnosis and magnets now i i've heard before that magnets have like a healing power and i always just thought it was yeah. i was still tend to think it might be a little bit of bullshit in there but who knows um but yeah he used that and uh, and then what and then he also started teaching the practice as well and on, on how to heal people with magnets and and hypnosis and yep. the the gentleman that um one of his students i've forgotten his first name now but his surname was mesmer and that's where you get the word mesmerize from and he oh, also and this mesmer guy he brought it to the west basically in in the sort of uh, late 1700s and again, he he kept you know healing people with with magnets, and and he'd get these big plates of metal, and then run magnets over it, and draw out uh, ailments of all different sort of varieties. Um, and he also uh, was the first one to come up the, with the theory of animal magnetism. Have you heard that? You know, when okay. someone you go, oh, that person got real animal magnetism. That's, <laughs> yeah, I that's definitely that, know the phrase. In in his mind, anyway, or in his teachings, that's actually a thing where you're. You're, um, I've forgotten the word now, but almost magnetically drawn to someone to, or to or, animals. Or a, <laughs> yeah, maybe that, maybe that dog poop can enlighten us with that. But, um, <laughs> That's what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was quite an interesting read, but a, a very very heavy heavy read. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's for a, um, a quick laugh and a giggle on a podcast kind of chat. But, but well, we've yeah. got the fly on the wall treatment. Yeah. 
That's right. Just, just, yeah. just like breezed over it. But it was. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah, want to. I definitely want to read more about it because I find it quite yeah. fascinating that someone can put someone else into a sleep. See, I read from yes. what I read. I don't think I'd be able to do it. One because I'm not uh, as far as being hypnotized. Because one, I I think um, I'm not as open to it as others probably are. And two, yeah. I think I've got too much of a hectic mind. I think I think there's too much going on there for me to be able to calm it the fuck down you know well okay but 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 back to the point at hand though you think that it wouldn't be a workable thing but would you be prepared to try it i would yeah yeah as long as it's not the yeah. mechanic <laughs> i'm gonna swing this muffler in front of your face buddy yeah. you're gonna stare at it you're until gonna suck you're it. gonna feel a, a heavy sensation across your forehead um i'll have hit you on the head with the muffler <laughs> you have a quick dose and then whatever you feel in your mouth mate you're gonna suck it like you're sucking a golf ball through a hose all right <laughs> Go. Look into my eyes, my fucking eyes. <laughs> Not around my fucking eyes, in my eyes. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, so you'll do it as long as it isn't the mechanic. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Good um, to establish some ground rules. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think, yeah, yeah, fascinating subject, though, and I definitely want to read up on, on it more, but, uh, you know, just on my own private time. <laughs> trying to Imagine, I wonder if you can hypnotise yourself. Imagine if they're staring in the mirror and they hypnotise themselves and they can't get out of it. I think I think there'd be some dangers in it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Particularly yeah. if you became funny to say addicted to it, but I guess you could if you could put yourself in a trance-like state. Yeah. Um, and yeah, somewhat hypnotise yourself for whatever time frame, and then it's like it's almost like Inception. You need a trigger to wake you up. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like a set thing that makes you wake up. You need that alarm to go off, or you need that, you know, jug of water over your head or something to pull you out, or otherwise you're just in it. But imagine you being, stay in that state. Imagine being that hypnotist as well, where you've got you're yielding that kind of power. You know, you're well. That's the bit I don't power. like about it. That's the bit I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah, but it's not like everyone's, anything a, like everyone's a depraved fucking nutcase. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we would be well, obviously. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But others are out there. Believe it or not, others are out there purely just trying to help people. Warren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, well, I guess that's maybe my issue. I, I don't have that trust there. Yeah. To just to go to somebody random and and I. You know, I'd probably feel more comfortable with, like, a, I don't know, someone that I'd been around and knew others that had been to and kind of yeah, built up true. a bit more of a rapport. Like, say, and, say you know, I don't think I could go in and talk to some random guy yeah. or girl, obviously, um, and, and just be like, okay, I'm prepared to go under, you know, yeah, with your God influence. God knows what they dig up. You know how they go, right, I'm going to take you back exactly. to when you were 10 years old. Like, who knows what they're going to dig up. But um, Precisely. But, but imagine if, say, if it was like one of your brothers or something, and they said, well, I've been yeah. studying this for this many years. I'm a practicing hypnotherapist. Uh, how about giving it a go and see, see if you're open to it? Would you give it a go then? No, probably not. Oh, really? Not even with one of your brothers? <laughs> No, I don't think so. No, I don't think I'd be open for it. They probably they probably have you naked and acting like a chicken exactly. running down the freeway. Yeah, I think that's what we're getting to. Just have fun with that. Yeah, I'll wake up on a rail, a, tra- a train track somewhere, dressed yeah, as a chicken, de- desperately trying to lay uh, an egg. <laughs> 
covered in sweat, bright red. But they they leave me with that. So there's a certain trigger. Like every time I hear a level crossing go, I feel the need to jump out. Get on the tracks and try and lay an egg. Yeah, <laughs> but also, a... but also explain to everyone how frustrated you are. So, like in your <laughs> mind, it's a perfectly normal thing. But like to everyone yeah. else, you're sitting there squatting on the train tracks, bright red, sweaty, with your pants down, yep. trying to push out an egg. And you're explaining, you're going, guys, guys, I'm just trying to lay an egg. <laughs> 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 what an awful visual. Yeah. Oh. So that's hypnotherapy for you guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> we'd, <laughs> we'd highly recommend it. Which is about as in-depth as I thought we'd go, but oh, yeah, sure. better, we, than, we better always, than those ones too. We always go the, the full hog or the full oh. chicken. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts Definitely on uh, this evening's show, uh, Big Vaz. Final thoughts? I, I thought it was pretty pretty hectic. It felt hectic. Felt like there was lots of uh, subject matter. Yeah, and I, themes. I feel and like bits it is and pieces. Too, but I feel yeah. like once we once I've put all the little bits and pieces in, it'll actually be a smooth ride. It's a well oiled machine. A smooth journey to a beautiful destination. A well waxed crack in, <laughs> in the half exposed ass of a tradesman. A perfectly round egg on a train track. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going to say perfectly ovular is, but ovular doesn't sound like it. It means oval. Perfectly oh, don't oval. bloody start with your bloody cavalcade words again, mate. Ovular, <laughs> ovular. I'll I've get never... back to you. I'll get back to you on that, mate. Right. I've never, to, to be honest, I've never heard that word. But in to be fair, I only speak probably about thirty-five words myself anyway. So <laughs> you'd definitely be the authority on on ovular. It'd be a very repetitive podcast if you only spoke thirty-five words, mate. <laughs> That's I'm, true. So you've got a bit I of homework. A little you've got a bit of homework. Look up Ovula, um, and also and do the poem. journey. Have a per- I've got to do the journey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Have I got anything? <laughs> no. Well, you haven't. You, you always seem to get out of these things scot-free. But, yeah, I mean, that's it. You Just know. put the whole show together, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, have it any other way, mate. <laughs> and uh, Oh, yeah, just wanted to, before we go as well, just wanted to shout out, I think he's a friend of Tomless and Biggs, but uh, Yuri, <laughs> yeah. uh, for opening oh, up yeah. the show. He's from uh, Mother Russia. And, uh, yeah, yes. thank you to Yuri for opening up the show. I really, I really, really hope we hear from Yuri again, actually. What do you think? Well, I was kind of thinking that Yuri might need might need to step in after Tomlinson, our man on the ground, has kind of gone uh, have a bit of time off. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe Yuri could step in and maybe give us some news from a different end of the world. That's a great idea. Okay, so sometimes we'll hear from Tomlinson and sometimes yeah. we'll hear from Yuri, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and, like and they'll both have their particular spin and, you know, their particular viewpoint on the world. Yeah, okay. Well, I won't say too much because, uh, you know, the listeners – oh, no, listeners have already heard it, so I really like – They would have, mate. I really like the be- the reference to um, Putin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He finds that very funny, apparently. So obviously not a Putin supporter then, Yuri. No, 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 yeah. no, no. He just finds him funny. Yeah, yeah. He's like a clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Putin is known for his comedy. So. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, no, uh, love, love you. Uh, uh, yeah, well, congratulations excellent. on 52 episodes, Warren. That takes us to exactly one year. Um, congratulations I think yourself too, mate. If, if memory serves me right, I think you've only missed one episode where I did um, half an hour on my own. I certainly. But yeah, that's, yes. that's pretty bloody good on both our sides, I reckon, that we've, we've, we've stuck to it week after week and, um, and done a full year's worth. 
I think so too, mate. It's 52. It's, it's an impressive figure now that we're looking at it. Yeah. We're time. standing up the top of this mountain. That's it. Time to, uh, time to chuck it in, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just casual, uh, just like that. We started it as casual as that. We can end it just yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let that be known, people. You know, you're already addicted to our podcast. We can just fucking turn our backs on you. <laughs> that's the power we have. We're like, we're like, a, like a rogue hypnotist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. That's it. <laughs> we uh, can take advantage of all of you while you're under. No, of course. I mean, we like. I, I hear some podcasts, and they say, "You know, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the listenership." We would be doing this because we're lifelong mates, and we're always talking shit to each other, and always will. But yeah. it does kind of make it um, surreal, but nice to be sharing it with like-minded people out there as well. I reckon. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. And I think, especially at a time like now, where kind of has brought people a bit closer together, all going through this huge collective yeah. experience. Yeah, I reckon. It, it kind of, I like having the podcast as a as a focal point, and yeah. it's nice to know what other people are going through, you know, through the podcast. So keep it coming, and, yeah, always, always let us know how you're going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's it for us, guys. Uh, stay safe, um, be good to yourselves, and be good to those lovely goats. Absolutely. Toodles! Toodles! <laughs>